Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nick Costas is going to join us. We'll get you amped up for what's going on in the world of sports. We'll talk baseball and football with him at 1240. And then Zach Meisel joins us at 1 o'clock. So we have all kinds of good stuff coming up. But let's uh, dive a little bit deeper into the NFL. Time for a little rapid fire. Dan Menigan. All right, kids, let's hit probably the biggest talking point that you're going to see. Did he just call us kids? He's just trying to keep the show light and entertaining. Oh, okay, I'm just making sure. Costas would. Oh, okay, good. Okay, sorry. Uh, Yes, sir. What do you got for us? Well, you see, gentlemen, Rapid Fire started in 1884 (laughs) when John Rapod came out one day and threw a bunch of topics at the men at the local saloon. Those men at the saloon then decided to start answering those questions in a fast fashion. When did Costa start sounding like Stefanski? No, I think the interesting part was that the winner got a free tube of uh, handlebar mustache cream. That is correct. Mm, yes. And as time has gone on, Rapod has been quickened up to rapid. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was well done. <laughs> yeah, that was not bad at all. Well done. There you go. There's a Costa story for you. All right, let's start with probably the biggest question that you're going to see all over the place this week, which is outside of the Philadelphia Eagles, who currently sit at 6-0. and We will start with Jeff Phelps. Is Jeff, who is the second best team in the NFC? In the NFC? In the NFC, who is the second best team? Would you like me to give you a few nominations? I, I can tell you right now. Who, Andy? The Giants are. No, oh. they're not. How are the Giants not the second best team? They're they have five the second and one. best record. I'm telling you, Brian Dable could be coach of the year in the NFL, and he's doing a great job. I mean, it's still early in the season. Did you think the Giants would be five and one right now? Come on. Well, no, Andy, but that doesn't mean they're the second best team. Look who they're beating too. They beat the Ravens. They beat the Packers. I don't hell, know. in that regard, we could say the Vikings too. And the, well, yeah, I would but if you say, watch the Vikings, I you're would, like, oh! I would say the Vikings are the second best team. You could say it. If I'll tell you the Giants them, it's, are. It's oh! as you're watching it. Dan, who do you think is the second best team? I think it's still the Buccaneers, but I don't love it. Like Tom Brady's having some things, man. <sighs> yeah, that guy's having a rough year. Maybe he should have bowed out last year while he had a chance. You know that? He, did you see him screaming at his offensive lineman the other day? Is that good or is that just tacky? I, if I'm one of his offensive, I'd be like, hey, man, maybe if you didn't go to that wedding and you came to practice, I don't care if you went with the owner. You should have been at practice. Kind of my thought. But that's Tom Brady. Well, I mean, Jeff, we know who was at that wedding. Of course. I went to Temple with Ed Sheeran saying. Nice. Yeah, we used to hang out. 
Nice. We did the high holies together. It was sure great. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so second best team in the NFC, we all have no idea. Let's look at the AFC North. I, I do think here. it might be Minnesota. I, I kind of like the Vikings. Okay. Andy, you're sticking with the Giants? I'm, I'm staying with the, the Giants, Giants yeah. only because, I, you know, the Poobah and I have been fighting lately, too, so I figured I might as well take the Giants. You know who signs your checks? As bad as the Rams have been, can you rule them out either? I think I can. I don't I've, know. I've seen them enough. They're a they're a hot mess on offense, and they're a hotter mess on defense. All right. So it's it, the NFC is a is a mess right now, yeah. and it's going to be a lot of fun to keep an eye on what takes place in the NFC. So let's head to the AFC North a little bit here. The Baltimore Ravens sit at three and three. The Bengals also three and three. Browns sit at two and four. Steelers sit at two and four. <sighs> so everybody really bunched up and super tight in there. Andy Basket, I ask you, who is the best team in the AFC North to this point? I don't know. The Bengals had a pretty decent win the other day over the Saints. Uh, that sixty-yard pass to Jamar Chase. I was, I, I don't. This is like having to pick your second or third favorite thing off the menu. I, I just, I'm going to go with the Bengals just because. I still, I still have questions about their offensive line, but I still. I mean, the Bengals made it all the way last year, and I, let's see what they do. I don't know. I the, I want to say the Ravens because I think the Ravens are a better team, yeah. but the Bengals just continue to just kind of slither their way back into the top, and it's hard to go against the Bengals right now. This is a division that is striving for mediocrity right now, and I, I think the Bengals are the closest to it. I think the Bengals are okay. To be the most mediocre team Right, right, right now they're mediocre. The, the, right mediocre. now mediocre. Maybe is that uh, maybe they're related mediocre. to Sheldon? Sheldon, well, yeah, Oker. Sheldon. Well, Oker, Oker. Yeah. well, as, um, as you know, Andy, Paul I, I, Mediocre began that initially stop. in 1874. The Bengals, I think, are the best team in the division right now. When he had that were the average size and, always. Oh, and I didn't realize that. This, was Jeff talking? The I best team that. in the division before this is all said and done. Are you all sitting? Could be the Cleveland Browns. You I'm think not, the Browns really? would be the best team in the division? By the, I said by the time this thing's all said and done. Did we switch classes or something? Because I don't know if you watched that team I saw on Sunday. Oh, that team I, was awful. That I cannot utter those words right now at all. In fact, I fear the Steelers are going to finish in third and we're going to finish in fourth. You know how many teams in the AFC are really any good? Who? Buffalo? Kansas They're City? They're really good. Yeah, they're good. I think the Chargers are okay, and I thought they'd be good. Jets are four and two. They're frisky. Jets have some good young talent. I don't buy it yet. I'm not taking anybody in the South. I'm not either. That division is just a bus wreck. Just when you think the Dolphins are okay, they're not. They no, have quarterback issues, obviously, and yeah. hopefully Tua is okay. By the way, one of the guys in my fantasy league has a team named Tua Days. Like, you know, Tua Days. What do you think? It's nine wins, nine wins get you to the playoffs this year? Good job, Greg. Anybody? Um, nine wins get you in. Got the Steelers could, in last year. I could see yeah, it being they had that a tie, game. didn't they? Yeah. Yep. So I I don't know. I, I think see it being I still case, think it's guys. gonna take ten. I especially with the you're saying for the North or you're saying wild card in general? In general. Uh, just anybody, anybody to get in. Anybody yeah. in the AFC. Oh god, I think this is the year seven wins might do it. <laughs> At least in the bottom. I mean, that's the that's the thing with all of this. Like, everybody is so bunched up right now. And this could all be overreaction theater because at this point last year, everybody was screaming that the Arizona Cardinals were going to face the – I think it was the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl because the Cardinals looked so good, and we all know how that ended. 
It ended with a head coach getting a contract extension and a quarterback getting a contract extension, including a video game clause. Yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. And especially the fact that now they're talking about that guy giving up play calling because they've been such a mess sitting at two and four. So right now it might all just be overreaction theater and we're just having fun with it in the middle of it. Okay. Well, it's fun now. I can tell you that. All right. So big game of the weekend was the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs, the rematch of the AFC title game that was unbelievable to watch last season. Do you feel more confident about the Bills walking out of this game? Or do you feel the same amount of confidence that you had before saying that the Bills are the best team in the AFC and possibly, if you go by the power rankings, the best team in the NFL? I feel the same way. I just thought they played a you know, good game against the Bills I, or against the Chiefs. I think they're just a really good, well-balanced team. Von Miller's been a nice addition for them on the defensive side of the ball. He's been terrific. And their offense sings. And just wait. Trade deadline's coming up. That's a team that's going to make a move that's going to make you think, wow, this is like an NBA team. This is like a Major League Baseball team making that trade to get that guy to push you over the top. That guy might be a running back right now in Carolina. We'll see. I, I, I won't. I wouldn't pick against the Eagles until they lose, and I will not pick against the Bills at all, especially knowing now that <clears throat> despite that you know tight game against the Chiefs, they don't play again until, what, the 30th. So they've got 12 days off now. So, and then they get the Jets. The Vikings will be interesting. I am fearing November 20th when they play the Browns. They get the Lions after that, the Patriots, the Jets. Man, Bears. The Browns weren't alone, Andy. How did John Dorsey like Baker more than Josh Allen? Okay, go ahead. I just, you know what? And you remember how I used to give you backlash on Josh Allen? I will not do that. Because, and, and it has been proven time and time and time again. You cannot teach accuracy at the pro level. Yeah, well, guess you what? You found the exception. That's a pile of crap. You found the exception. And, but Josh since, is, and Josh is showing you that it's a pile of crap. Correct. But since that moment, who we still you? haven't had a quarterback who has come into the league with accuracy issues turn it around. Yes, we have. His name who? is Josh Allen. Yes, since Josh Allen. If so you had what? to pick one quarterback I was, in the I was NFL, talking right? about one guy. I looked at that. I don't know squat, Okay. I looked at that guy on tape and I thought, oh my God, this guy is like an Adonis. He's got an arm that'll throw the ball 70 yards. He runs like a deer. Get this guy in here. Okay, I'm sorry. That's, if that's you had grand. To, and by the way, he has a Wyoming hat, so maybe that was another reason I why. Do. A gift from Sam Amico. Yes, I think that might be another reason why he liked Josh Allen, but I. Is Josh Allen the court? If you had to pick one quarterback in the NFL right Josh now, Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't. He's know. better than Mahomes Thank right God now. I'm still taking Mahomes, but it's Mahomes close. is phenomenal. It's close. There's you, no you know wrong the, answer. The, the one difference, the big difference between those two guys, is if Josh Allen runs, you think, God, I can't wait to see how many yards he gets. And when Patrick Mahomes runs, you think, Oh my God, don't get hurt. Oh, I That's think. The I think. Oh man, is he going to make it to the end zone? <laughs> I bet you. Mahomes? Yes. I I just hope he doesn't get hurt. In the next five years, we are going to see multiple GMs get fired for taking quarterbacks with accuracy issues way too high. Okay. I think that's going to happen. Okay. Because we know this is a copycat league, and I think we found the one in the one million.
I, you know what, Dan? And I'm not kidding. I read a lot about Alan. Oh, absolutely, you did. I mean, we all had to do our research because we have the number one pick. Right? And you went to Laramie, and, and I'm sure you you I scouted him. Did you I interview? Put him on the stopwatch. No. Did you? I'm the one thing I heard the, you hounded Larry Nance Jr. to find out how good he was. That one, is true. I stayed at true? Larry's old apartment when I was out there. The the one thing. The one Way thing to go, about Larry Shyatt. Go well, ahead. The one yes. thing I read about about Alan during that time was they said he's and it wasn't bashing the guys in Wyoming. It just said, you know, this. I think he went JUCO, right? Then he went to. He said he's not had the kind of quarterback coaching that would really lend to his development. And I thought, well, just, that just finishes it off for me. Get him now. Okay, sorry. And you're right. And you've you've you can continue God, to take he, that victory lap. Is he fun to watch? He's a blast to watch. He's just so fun to watch. I just think he's going to get GMs fired in the future. Hmm. And you, Dan, you might be right. You know what we're going to see more of, I think? Look at the way he, you know, look at him. Look at Lamar Jackson. You're going to see more guys like those two guys. Big, strong, overly athletic guys playing that position. Who, Dan, and Lamar Jackson is the same way. A guy you're going to have to work on with this passing a little bit. And you might, you're right, you might get GMs fired. Same thing with drafting six-foot quarterbacks who keep backpedaling and don't have strong enough arms sometimes to get the ball downfield. Let's let's kick this around for another second because I want to talk about that, and we're also going to go inside the numbers too as we start getting set for uh, Guardians, Yankees, deciding game five this afternoon in the Bronx. Baskin and Phelps, 92.3, the fan, 216-578-0092. Guardians, Yankees, after 4 o'clock today. I'm just taking a look at uh, the forecast. I haven't had a chance to draw up my own forecast. For yeah, how, how is it, Andy? Where are the uh, winds? Where are the winds? Uh, winds are out of the west-northwest at 7 miles per hour, but that is for the city. So you know what? I'm sorry. Tell me. I probably need to give a Bronx forecast uh, rather than a New York City. Is see, that... you're a Cleveland forecaster. You do our city. You're not doing different boroughs? Uh, it depends. I mean, I mean, the city's not that big. I, I I know how it smells, so I oh, that was very smell, nice. They could do a smell forecast for nice. Manhattan if you wanted to. Uh, what I'm looking at right now in my extended Google forecast that I'm totally stealing from Google. Yeah. Uh, at one o'clock, which is well before the game time starts, uh, 58 degrees. A uh, lot of lot of rain, rain. Great things in front of a yellow thing. Oh, those clouds rain. over the sun. Uh, at four o'clock, I just see clouds. No rain. I don't see any rain again until 4 o'clock in the morning. So, again, this is my uh, extended Google weather, Accu, um, what else is there? Doppler, quadruple Doppler, 56 times whatever the meteorological steel is. Uh, Forecast, I got 56 degrees for the start of the game today. Low of 43. Is that what that's saying? Low of 43. And I don't have a wind forecast, too. I, how about a boater? Do I have a boating advisory? Why do, we, why do we do that in the middle of winter? Do we? Do we give the boater advisory? I don't Winds think so, Andy. out of the west-southwest at 8 miles per hour. Okay. Humidity at 41% right now. Cloud cover is at 15%. Wow, I got a lot of... How, so, about, how about this, Andy? Give me a temperature like, and will it rain? It feels like 49 and I've, I've only got a What's the dang temp? Time. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. At 4 o'clock, ooh, the winds are picking up. Is it going to rain? So the winds go from 9 miles per hour. We're not hour kicking field goals. To 4 miles per No, but you're hitting baseballs through the air. So right, what? So it's going to feel like it's 54 degrees 
Now, this is important, Jeff, because you'll need to know this because of your noggin. The UV index <laughs> is one of ten. One of ten. Cloud cover will you know, be. That's the one thing you don't realize that when you lose your hair. Really? And you got to wear a hat. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, winds out of the south, uh, west, southwest at 11 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Humidity at 37%. Hey, hey, way, stop for one second. Yeah. We've got a security issue going on here. <laughs> of course, his name is Poobah. Do you think the Poobah was just a failed guy behind a microphone? No. He always wants to be on. He's, I, he's a lot smarter than us. You think so? I, now I want to go longer. He's made me want well, to go Andy, longer. Well, Andy, I asked you for the temperature, and is it going to rain? I gave you everything and, and you And I only asked you once you already got into this for like 30 seconds. It doesn't look like we're going to have any any problems. How's that sound? Okay. Why don't you just ask that in the beginning? I would have told you you that. Let's go back to quarterbacks. (laughs) I wish we had a lock on the door so we couldn't get in here. I always feel like there's there's some kind of problem we're going to have in the studio, especially after hearing some stuff from this morning. Uh, But that's for another day. So, all right, Jeff, go back to your quarterback conversation here, too. So you're saying that the the quarterback of the future in the NFL is going to be more like Josh Allen or more like Patrick Mahomes? Or Lamar Jackson. I mean, Justin Herbert, just it's the great, big, strong guys, man. And and the more athletic, the better, don't you think? I mean, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, nobody wanted Lamar Jackson. They said he couldn't throw. Well, guess what? He can throw. He's not bad. And accuracy was an issue with him in theory. He's pretty he's pretty darn good. Josh Allen, accuracy a problem. Okay, are you a finished product when you're twenty one? No. No. And you took Lamar Jackson in Baltimore and you helped him become the quarterback that he always was. I mean the guy the guy won the Heisman, he's good, right? Right. Josh Allen is is six five and runs like he's a sprinter. How do you not see that and think, yes, Mahomes is a little different. I think he's more thrower than, than the other guys. But it's those kind of quarterbacks, just, you know, Justin Herbert. And I, I'll, I'll never understand. And, and maybe John Dorsey just loved him because of his competitiveness and everything else. And those are truly, really good attributes for Baker Mayfield. And, and Baker has a strong arm. But how how John could look at Baker and, and how Carolina could look at Sam Darnold and think, yep, more so than this guy. To me, it showed a lack of trust in your coaches to develop a guy. You know, the more you talk about it, the more I start thinking about, you know, running the ball versus passing the ball and having success in the NFL. Because obviously we're a team that – had success early on in the season by running the ball. Mm-hmm. And when you don't run the ball, we haven't had success. And, you know, I, I keep looking at the Eagles, too, and their ability to to gain ground and be undefeated in this league by running the ball and, and being able to run the ball very, very efficiently. And we always look to forecast what's coming up next in the future. So when we have this quarterback conversation, I, I still look at the run as something really important. And I don't know why... NFL teams want to undervalue that or, because everything seems to be like, well, the rules are, are around wide receivers and they're to help wide receivers and they're to help quarterbacks throw the ball down the field so we can have big, you know, booming plays like that. But th- there still is an essence to this game that 
if you can run the ball, run the ball well, you're going to win. I think the yeah. Eagles are completely proving that right now. And and running it like with a fleet. Yes. You know? it, I, I actually think the game is kind of, you know how it's all cyclical and it mm-hmm. comes and goes. It almost seems like we're embarking on another era where running is becoming a bigger deal. I I don't. But tr- will they value that by contract, or will teams and I don't think and so, organizations? Either. I like. No. Will we ever turn back to a day where, like, you know? Now, obviously, the Browns paid Nick Chubb, but I, I just don't know the teams. Yeah, are but they didn't go pay. They didn't pay Nick like he's a quarterback. Right no, now. but they showed that there was going to be an investment in the running game with Nick. That they were willing to do that, and I think that's a step forward to a compared limit, to where we were to a limited extent. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I'll like, even take a little bit of it. Yeah, it just. You know, you look at the guys and, and you look at teams that are running the ball well, I think most of these teams are doing it in, in fleets. And I, I say that because of, of this. Like Nick and Saquon Barkley, I'm just looking at some numbers, are the only guys over 500 yards rushing so far. And they're way over. You know, Nick has 649. Saquon has 616 yards rushing so far. Yep. No, nobody else is over 500. So they're a pretty good chunk ahead of some of the other guys. And you just see teams doing different things and running more guys. You know, Derrick Henry hasn't really gotten going yet. I, I just – and in Philadelphia, even though you have Miles Sanders, you know, you're know, you running Gainwell, you're running other guys. And I that's why I think the value of running backs is going to stay low, but the value of running will probably go higher because you can find running backs. And you're just going to just keep throwing guys out there, man. Like, look in Atlanta. You know, Cordero Patterson was phenomenal. Right? They made him a full-time running back, basically. He got hurt. What's happened? They had their fifth-round pick, Tyler Algier, come in and play well. And Caleb Huntley, who they had last year, didn't do anything. And I think he was an undrafted guy at a ball state. And combined, they had like 110 yards last week. Ten carries, 12 carries each. And, and so you're just throwing guys out there. If you're getting undrafted guys out of ball state who go into the league – and perform well. Unfortunately for most running backs, that tells you all you need to know about the value of a running back. If you have some ability in the NFL behind a good line, you can, you can, I mean, it, to me, there's a big difference between like the top notch wide receivers and even the second tier wide receivers, especially second tier wide receivers to second year running backs. They're, they're a very talented bunch. Fred is in Maple Heights. Hi, Fred. Hey, hey, gentlemen, um, I, I just wanted to say, when it's all said and done, I, I, I really hate to say this, but it's going to go down in history, man. And we had two of the best backs in the league during Stefanski's run, right? And we didn't utilize them properly. We didn't run as much screens as we possibly could have can. We didn't do the run as much as we could have did. Um, this is a guy that, again, if we could keep him as OC, but at the end of the year, I think that we do got to make a change if this continues to go this way. Waiting for a savior and Deshaun, I don't, I don't even think that's the answer. That guy coming back off of um, a, a hiatus, so he's, going, he's expected to have some rush. So then what's going to be the excuse then? And I wanted to talk about on that fourth down, on that, on that critical third down when he was in the red zone, I didn't hear too many people mention it. Danny, and this is where I know it's an ego thing, and this is Stefanski, Stefanski's ego, because did you, did, when Jacoby got up to the line, right, on Joe, third and one, Jacoby got up to the line, hurried up, hurried up, he called an audible. He called an audible and then the called line. timeout. Right? And, and then he called timeout yeah. and he came back and threw it on third and one. Threw it on third and one. Now, if something, if, if, if people aren't seeing something wrong with this coach, right, as a coach, 
I don't know what you're looking at, man. I, I'm just – I had to throw that out there because he does, he does these things week after week where he's the smartest guy in the room, but he's obviously not. And, and, and the analytics thing, throw the analytics away. Get back to playing football. What do you think Don Shula or any of them other guys would play some foot? Tom Landry, play some football. Why, where, where do we need these, these, these numbers to come in and tell us, well, you run a screen once a game. You're, you, you might get I, I'm not understanding it. He has Here, no I'll give you, let me, and this is not analytics. This is looking at numbers because Jeff said this yesterday about Nick when he carried the ball more than 20 times a game. No, one of our callers said something about it. And then you looked it back up. Said, look it up, and I did. And it was 20 or more carries a game. And since Stefanski had been here, Andy, what? They were 7-2, and I think, was the number I came up with. Well, Chubb, over the last three seasons, when they he carries the ball 18 times or more, um, the Browns are 11-3. and One more time, say that. The Browns are 11-3 and three over the last three seasons when Chubb has 18 or more carries in a game. It's 18 or more? 18 or more. 11-3, and three, under Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. He ran the ball 12 times. Some of, now, some of that is this. You're up in a game and you run late. Kill the clock. Some of it. But you're just looking at numbers, Andy. Numbers don't lie. You can kind of interpret it if you want, but you know, sometimes you run because you're up and trying to you know, control the game. But that's a good sign. Still, you know, we had some. Jacoby Brissett is now three and thirteen in games when he throws over thirty-five times per game in his career. Yeah, three and thirteen. Three and thirteen, or at least in his last sixteen games when he's done that. The uh, I got an email yesterday from a guy, and this was part of our phone call this morning before when we're all driving in, Mm -hmm. and it was and Menigan yelled at me. I'll I'll tell you. Another time, I guess. I was told to shut up, so I would No, no one said that. All right, I'll make it real fast. Go. It was just this. The guy wrote, does analytics say run the ball in this situation if you have Nick Chubb and if you don't, don't run the ball? <laughs> and the basic thing was you can do all the analytics you want. It doesn't take into, a, into account who's your quarterback, who's your running back. Sure. And that's where, as you said, you have to use your eyes and look at what's in front of you. I am a robot. I cannot use Nick Chubb on third down. I am the robot. Robot, robot, robot. When we come back, Nick Costas, he's not a robot, man. He is going to spark this show up, talking a little bit about sports betting. Of course, he's our Odyssey sports betting insider. He joins us next right here at Baskin and Phelps. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 